The LA Kings look to make history in Montreal, plus we're a quarter of the way through the season. What do we think of the Kings so far? All that next in this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we are on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 17 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for over 30 years. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 winning Moneyline bet. That's $150 back if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. The Kings go for 11 in a row on the road to start a season in Montreal tonight. If the Kings can get that victory, they would move out of a tie with the 2006-07 Buffalo Sabres and hold the all-time NHL record for consecutive road wins to start a season. As far as the projected lines for the LA Kings, uh, as of recording the show at uh, just about 2.30 Pacific time, we have not heard an update on Blake Lazat, so we're going to assume at this point he's not going to be in the lineup, although he is very close. So it looks like we're going to have the same forward combinations and, of course, the same defensive pairings we've seen over the last six or seven games. Uh, Cam Talbot is expected to be back in net for the LA Kings. So again, as we're recording this, and I'll check my phone again before we sign off, but it doesn't I have not heard any word about Blake Lazat being in the lineup tonight, but he is very close. Uh, we shall see if that happens or not. Kings come into this game with a 15-4-3 record. They've won seven of eight. They scored three goals in their last game in the third period to rally and force overtime against the Blue Jackets and eventually win that game on Tuesday, 4-3 in overtime on a Drew Doughty overtime goal. Montreal checks in with an 11-11-3 record. They're coming off a 4-2 win over Seattle. Kings and Canadians met 12 days ago in L.A. with the Kings posting a 4-0 shutout win behind Phoenix Copley's 18 saves in net. Trevor Moore had a pair of goals. Adrian Kempe comes into this game leading the L.A. Kings in points with 23. Trevor Moore leads the Kings in goals with 12. For Montreal, Nick Suzuki is their points leader. He's got 21, and Sean Monahan is their leading goal scorer with eight. Cam Talbot expected to get the start in net tonight for the Kings. He comes into this game with a very good 1.96 goals against average, second in the NHL. His save percentage excellent as well at 930, third best in the NHL. He's expected to be opposed by Sam Montembeau, who is 6-3-1 on the season, a 2.66 goals against average. That's 15th in the league and a pretty good save percentage at 913. That is 13th in the NHL. He's been sharing time this season with Jake Allen. Jake Allen was the goalie the Kings saw in their matchup in L.A., Looks like, though, it's going to be Montembeau tonight, and he's kind of come on of late and uh, looked to have taken the lead, if you will, in the goalie competition in Montreal over the veteran Jake Allen. Kings come into this game second in the NHL in goals per game, 3.86 per game. 
Montreal, 27th out of 32 teams in the NHL. They're averaging 2.8 goals per game. The Kings are second in the NHL in goals allowed per game, 2.32. Montreal, just like their offense, 27th in the NHL. They're allowing 3.48 goals per game. On the power play, Kings are 18th in the NHL at 19.23%. Montreal is 23rd at 17.78%. Kings are number two in the NHL on the penalty kill, 88.4%. Canadians are 29th on the penalty kill at 73.4%. So as you can see, statistically across the board, the LA Kings are better in every category. Uh, As far as the keys to victory tonight for the LA Kings, well, I would say the number one key is to embrace the moment and go for the record. Now, I don't think the Kings are going to be very nervous going into this game tonight. Um, it's, it's, you know, if they lose this game, it certainly isn't the end of the world. They've had a great run, but there's only a few handful of times throughout your career. You can put your name in a record book for the most part. And the Kings as a team can do that tonight. So I would hope that while I don't think it'll cause them any, you know, anxiety or pressure, uh, I certainly think it has the opportunity to provide them with motivation And I hope that they will embrace the challenge tonight to do something no team has ever done in the history of the NHL. Be excited about it. Go for it. Let's see right off the bat, this motivates you. And uh, I hope that they, again, embrace the moment. Uh, I think the number two key to the game is shoot your shot. Have a shot mentality right from the start. We saw it in the third period against Colorado. We saw it in the third period against Columbus. We need to see it in the first period tonight for the LA Kings. I'm sure that's going to be stressed. Obviously, they were very successful. Just putting more shots on goal, going to the net, being around the goaltender, screening him, looking for rebounds, hunting the puck. Uh, The Kings are a very skilled team. They can make pretty plays when necessary. But when they're at their best, lately, we've seen them, again, being aggressive, putting shots on net, and going to the net. So hopefully we'll see that in the first period of this game and not have to wait to the third period like they've done the last couple of games. And the third key is limit the mistakes and the odd man rushes. Even though the Kings have won their last couple of games, there have been opportunities for their opponent to score based on some Kings mistakes. Uh, The Kings uh, sometimes are their own worst enemy uh, in that it is their uh, mistakes occasionally that lead to teams scoring chances. So clean that up. Don't give Montreal any chances Uh, to try and get a lead and get a good start and get some momentum going, limit those mistakes, limit the odd man rushes, and uh, the rest should really take care of itself. Uh, While we are focused on tonight's game and excited about tonight's game, uh, I also want to look to see what the Kings have done so far this season and maybe project it forward. That is next on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. I know we come to sports to escape some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, uh, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. It is the holiday season, and maybe you're traveling somewhere to celebrate with family. The last thing you want is to be unprepared to take care of yourself or a loved one if you fall ill. Jace Medical can give you peace of mind before you ever hop on a flight. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, 
uh, sinus infections, skin infections, among others. This stuff could uh, happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacist in a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the code Locked On to get $20 off of your order. The first ever national 24-7 streaming channel is on YouTube, and Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. So go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. So the LA Kings are 22 games into the 82-game NHL schedule, so roughly over a quarter of the way into the year. And what do we think about the LA Kings at this point? Are they ahead of our expectations? Are they more? Are we more encouraged about their chances to actually compete for a Stanley Cup than we were going into the season? Well, obviously, I can only speak for myself. Uh, and expectations were certainly high for the Kings. A playoff berth was expected. Uh, and they are certainly on pace for that. According to the latest projections in The Athletic, uh, the LA Kings have a 99% chance of making the playoffs. It should be pointed out that no one in their model had a 100% chance of making the playoffs. So barring something totally and completely unforeseen and historic, uh, the Kings are going to be a playoff team. And that's the first goal, right? Get in the playoffs, give yourself a chance in the tournament, so to speak. So I'm extremely happy with what we've seen from the Kings so far. I thought we'd be good, but I think they're better than I expected to this point. Other than the power play, I'd say the Kings have exceeded pretty much all of my expectations. Now, starting from a team standpoint, the biggest area of need for an upgrade from last season was the penalty kill. Last season, 24th in the NHL at 75.8%. This season, not only is it improved at times, it has statistically been the best in the NHL. Right now, the Kings are second best in the NHL at 88.4% on the PK. Uh, I expected it to be better. We all knew it had to be better. Everyone talked about it. Todd McClellan talked about it. The players talked about it. Uh, I was hoping for something around 80%. 88% is exceptional and way, way better than I thought it was going to be. So mission accomplished there so far for the LA Kings. Looking at the goaltending, Cam Talbot has been a revelation. Uh, I expected it to be solid. I expected it to be good. I expected it to be good enough to get the Kings into the playoffs. And I hoped that it would be good enough for them to advance out of the first round. Obviously that is still to be determined, um, but I did not expect Cam Talbot to be in the early season Vesna Trophy discussion, which he is. Uh, when you look at one of the biggest surprises in the NHL, uh, as far as looking at the goaltending position, uh, I don't know how you can't mention Cam Talbot uh, very early in that conversation. Again, uh, he, I didn't, I, I didn't expect him to be bad. I thought he'd be good. I thought he'd be solid. I thought he would be a step above what we had last year with Phoenix Copley. But for him to be one of the top two or three goaltenders in the NHL so far this season across the board, that is a very pleasant surprise. And he's playing as good as anyone could have expected. So that's been great. Uh, for Phoenix Copley, when you look at the goaltender position on the whole, obviously not as good as last season. 
He does seem to be getting better of late after a slow start. The numbers, though, still aren't great, but let's be honest, they weren't great last season either. The Kings just need for Phoenix Copley to be the Phoenix Copley he was a year ago, and that is to be competitive and sound in net every night, give the Kings a chance to win, and that'll be fine. That'll be plenty good enough. And even though Phoenix Copley has, I think, by everyone's account, struggled on the whole, again, getting better of late, but his record is 4-0-2 on the season. So even a not-so-great performance so far on the season for Phoenix Copley is still 4-0-2 in games that he has uh, had a record in. Several Kings on pace for career years, and some of them by a lot. Quentin Byfield heads the list. I thought he'd take a step forward in his development this season, but you could argue he's taken two or three steps forward. He is nearly a point-per-game player, 18 points in 22 games. He's on pace for 22 goals and 67 points. Obviously, that would blow away his previous career highs. Trevor Moore has taken his game to another level so far. He's got 21 points in 22 games. He's on pace for 45 goals and 78 points. I don't know that he's going to hit those numbers, uh, but I think he's definitely going to be a 30-goal scorer this year, barring anything unforeseen. And uh, anything close to what he's projected would blow away his career numbers as well. Adrian Kempe has 23 points in 22 games. Now, the goal scoring is a bit down. He's still, though, projected to hit 30 goals. But he's uh, looking at a new career high in points with 87 on the season. Guys like Carl Grundstrom and Arthur Kaliev, uh, they're going to set career highs. Grundstrom's only five goals away from a new career high. Uh, and and both Grundstrom and Kaliev, who are at this point, you'd have to say, certainly not leading the team, but contributing a lot. They're both projected to be over 20 goal scorers for the first times in their career. And believe it or not, even Andre Kopitar, is projected to set a new career high in goals. Now, not by much. He's got 21 points in 22 games, but he's on pace for 37 goals. His previous career high was 35. So even it's not just about the younger players kind of coming into their own. Even the old veteran, the war horse, Andre Kopitar, is having a career year as well so far. As far as the defense on the back end, uh, the Kings knew their top four was going to be solid and reliable. But we didn't know going into the season what we could expect from the third pairing. And Andreas Englund and Jordan Spence have more than held their own. They have been consistent and reliable. And I think Spence, I thought he might have a few more points at this point in the season. I thought he'd have a goal or two. He's still looking for that first goal in the season as he is running the second power play unit. But uh, any production from him, as far as that goes, is really icing on the cake. What the Kings needed from him and Andreas England was to be solid defensively, and they have been that and more. I think the only player you could honestly point out as a disappointment would be uh, P.L. Dubois, the big offseason acquisition. And honestly, I don't even know that it's that big of a disappointment, but it is. he has not lived up to expectations to this point. He's got 11 points in 22 games, five goals, and six assists. And those numbers are off his career averages. And he's still projected to be over 20 goals and 50 points. So if you want to consider that a disappointment, and I get the the amount of money being invested in him, I understand that. But just looking strictly at his numbers, um, it's a pretty good season when the biggest disappointment on your team has 20 goals and 50 points. Again, what he's he's projected to do. 
Now, I'm willing to cut him a little bit of slack since he is on a new team with new teammates, but by this point of the season, I think you can expect that to not be much of a factor. Like if you want, like I said, if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, say there was some adjustment period, 20, 22, 25 games into the season, you should start to get acclimated to your new team and your new teammates. And so I think to be fair to him, maybe we'll kind of focus more on what he does from here on out. And I've said it all along. Really, he's going to be judged. That acquisition is going to be judged long-term to be sure. But what he does in big games in the playoffs, if he steps up, takes his game to another level, becomes a factor in playoff games and helps the Kings advance, we're not going to really care that much what he did during his first year in the regular season with the LA Kings. But again, if you are looking at something that you would have to point out and say, that has not lived up to my expectations, pretty much the only one individually to me, and Phoenix Copley a little bit, but P.L. Dubois, I think it's fair to say, has not to this point lived up to the expectations. That having been said, I would still argue that right now he is giving the Kings ultimately what they were looking for when they acquired him, and that is every night to have an advantage down the middle and be tougher to match up against down the middle. He is better on a night-in, night-out standpoint from a talent standpoint than the other third-line centers on the other teams that the Kings are playing. So there's still an advantage there, in my opinion. May not be showing up statistically for him, um, but I still think that's the case. Again, do we want to see it get better? Do we want to see his production be better? Of course. Um, But again, the Kings ultimately right now, they are stronger down the middle, and Pierre Dubois has played a factor in that. But hopefully he can pick up his game going forward and again, be a big player uh, when it counts most around the playoffs. Uh, from a team aspect, aspect, the only issue I have with the Kings right now is the power play. Last season, the power play was fourth in the NHL, 25.3%. So far, it hasn't been in the top 10. Right now, the Kings are 18th in the NHL at 19.2%. That was the, the power play was a strength for the LA Kings last season. It has not been a strength for them this season. It's been okay at best. Um, all in all, though, all in all, though, I think you have to be happy and excited by what the LA Kings have done so far this season. Again, about 25% into this NHL season. Um, so again, uh, just looking at where they are so far this year, what they've accomplished, what they've done, where they've improved as a team, the penalty kill, and what guys are doing individually, which makes up obviously the whole of the team. They're a top five team in the NHL right now. Uh, you know, they, once it's all plays out, maybe they're the top team of the Pacific Division because they do have games in hand on the competition. But like I said, all in all, it's hard for me to believe that there's a lot of Kings fans out there that would be uh, either certainly not disappointed. I don't know how you can be disappointed, but I, I, I would think that there'd be a lot of Kings fans out there that would say, you know what? This is better than I thought it was going to be. So far, this is better than I thought it was going to be. And obviously that's a great thing uh, for Kings fans. Uh, and if you disagree, we have a feedback show coming up tomorrow and you can tell me why. Uh, up next, I want to talk about the coaches for the LA Kings. We'll do that next here on Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in a bonus bet with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. 
And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. And as much as we love betting on the NFL, uh, you can certainly bet on the NHL as well. If you want to place a bet on the Kings to win tonight against the Montreal Canadiens, you can certainly do that. Kings right now are favored by a goal and a half. Uh, you think they're going to win by more than a goal and a half against Montreal. The over-under on the game is six and a half. think there could be more or less goals scored in that one. Just use the FanDuel app, which is super easy to use. There is a wide range of betting options. Uh, you've got betting on, obviously, the point spread, uh, over-under, which we mentioned, player props on there as well, uh, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and bet on the NHL and the NFL all season long. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. The LA Kings face the Montreal Canadiens 4 p.m. Pacific time today. You might be driving home from work while the game is going on. Catch every moment of the hometown broadcast of the LA Kings with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search LA Kings. Wanted to touch on the coaching, uh, and there's no doubt in my mind that Kings uh, head coach Todd McClellan going into the season certainly had a spotlight on him. Uh, he has done a good job guiding LA to consecutive playoff appearances, but of course the Kings have lost in the first round each time they've made it into the playoffs under Todd McClellan. We talked about the Kings penalty kill and McClellan said in the exit interview after last season that that would be his summer project. He said that he felt that the answers to the Kings penalty kill was in the room talking about himself and assistant coach Trent Yanni who runs the defense and the PK and I gotta admit I was a bit skeptical I even suggested that maybe the Kings should go out and find another assistant coach like they did when they brought in Jim Hiller the season before to fix the power play uh, the Kings decided not to do that uh, and uh, I gotta say that uh, they were right and I was wrong uh, McCullough and Yanni have definitely gotten the job done, and then some. They deserve all the credit in the world for that. The Kings' uh, penalty kill has been much, much improved, obviously, and uh, they deserve the credit for it. Uh, the Kings are still playing their same structured defensive game using that one-three-one setup. It's been very effective. Um, there have been not a lot of lineup tweaks for Todd McClellan. Obviously, they had to adjust a bit to the injury to Victor Arvidsson. They've adjusted a bit to the injury to Blake Lazad, but overall, just a few tweaks here and there. Uh, certainly nothing uh, overwhelming. He certainly isn't overthinking it, just making some little adjustments here and there. But I would say head coach Tom McClellan uh, has done a very good job so far this season for the LA Kings. Uh, new goalie coach Mike Buckley has to be given some credit for what the goaltending has been so far. Uh, and if you can get Phoenix Copley back on track, and it seems like he's heading in that direction, then I would give him even higher marks than I have to this point. Uh, I did mention Jim Hiller, and he was uh, uh, so good for the Kings last year, coming in and revamping the power play and making it so much better than it was the season before. But it isn't what it was last year, and he's got his work cut out for him. And the loss of Victor Arvidsson has had a bigger effect on the power play than I would have thought it would have, with all due respect to Arvid, Arvi. Um, but he's going to be gone for most of the regular season, and the Kings – are going to have to wait, going to have to find a way to adjust and get better. And my concern is that the Kings have been working on the power play a lot in practice lately, and we haven't seen any results of that work. As a matter of fact, it looks like it's regressing of late. The Kings are over their last eight on the power play. Um, so what they're doing in practice hasn't translated onto the ice so far, and that is a concern 
So Jim Hiller does have his work cut out for him to get that power play going as we uh, go further on into the season. Other than that, though, uh, you would certainly have to say the Kings coaching staff has done a very solid job to this point. That said, as good as the regular season has been so far, ultimately, Todd McClellan and his staff are going to be judged by how well they do in the playoffs. Another first-round exit, and I would not be surprised if there's a coaching change, regardless of how good the regular season is. Uh, I think the Kings have made it very clear with what they're spending on the players. They expect better results in the postseason. I did notice that after the big comeback win over Columbus, Todd McClellan was fairly grumpy in his post-game press conference. And I think that's because he's got the big picture in mind and he knows as fun as that comeback win was, and I'm sure ultimately he was certainly happy to see it, the Kings can't play two bad periods of hockey or two subpar periods of hockey and expect to just turn it on in the third period. And I think just judging by his demeanor, he had that, he has the bigger picture in mind and he knows himself that the regular season is great. It puts you in a position to hopefully do well in the playoffs, but ultimately he will be judged by how well this team does in the postseason. And so uh, he's keeping that in mind. He knows the Kings uh, need to play three solid periods of hockey to be able to succeed in the postseason. So I think, I think he has, again, he's keeping that bigger picture in mind. He understands ultimately what the Kings goal is. And as much as we're enjoying the regular season, and I'm sure he is as well, all of this has to lead to something when it comes to the playoffs. And again, ultimately that is how this team will be judged as good as the regular season may or may not be got to get it done in the playoffs. But what happens in the regular season, obviously can carry over into what happens in the playoffs. We've got a long way to go this season for the LA Kings, but so far so good for the Kings and full credit to the coaching staff and the players who have done a great job so far this year. For you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked on LA Kings every day, tomorrow we have another Kings fan feedback show. And of course, we will recap and break down the Kings game against the Canadians and hopefully get to talk about the Kings uh, making history and being undefeated still on the road and setting a new NHL record. If you want to send an email uh, about anything we've talked about this week, anything we've talked about today, you are certainly more than welcome to do so. Uh, the email address is locked on Eddie at gmail.com e-d-d-i-e as always you can leave your comments in the youtube episodes as well uh you can also send comments uh through social media whether on x or twitter or instagram it is at locked on la kings in both places uh you know what while we're here let's do a quick check and see if maybe we have an update on the blake lazat situation as i grab my phone and take a quick check and it uh, does not appear that we have an update on Blake Lazat. So uh, it doesn't appear he's going to play tonight. I got to believe we'd know by now as we're just over an hour away from puck drop, but uh, we'll see. It doesn't look like Blake Lazat is going to play tonight. At least we haven't heard that he will. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thanks for listening and watching this episode of Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Have a great rest of your day. Obviously, cheer on the Kings tonight in Montreal. We'll talk about it on Friday's show. Have the fan feedback as well. As always, go Kings go.